0: before our feet lost their nerve and turned us back. Then we got the idea we'd go to New York. We worked around at odd jobs, and a lady gave me a dollar and a half for cutting her grass, which was a lot in those days, so we caught the bus to the city. We took the subway up to Harlem, and when we came out on 125th Street, I'd never seen so many black folk in my life. It scared me so that I started to go back down the steps. Look at all them colored people, I whispered to my friend. "'Where the white people?' "'That's how your mind runs as a child. "'But then I began to like it, and I said, "'Oh, gee, I'm not going back home.' "'After a day or two, he did, though, "'and his mother was pleased enough to see him "'that she made sure he got chicken for dinner. "'That meal stuck in Daddy's mind "'because it was one of the rare times "'he didn't have to eat oatmeal.' His father's pay as a laborer was $18 a week, which had to feed nine children, and even when meat and potatoes were on the table, the serving stopped at Daddy's older brother. Daddy got oatmeal. I always wondered why the good things couldn't have stopped after me, he would tell us. It kind of drove me to do a little stealing. I'd go to the Acme or the A&P and sneak cheese and salami and crackers into my pockets, "'That's why when I bring something home now for you kids, "'I always make sure there's enough for everybody. "'I don't want nobody to get the feeling of being left out like I had.' "'Daddy was fourteen and in the tenth grade "'when he dropped out of school in 1939. "'I figured I'd be all right because I had common sense "'and I knew basic things, like you got to love other people, "'and thou shalt not steal, which I did and I knew was wrong.' He got a job working beside his father, helping to build jetties of huge rocks to protect the beach at Sandy Hook. But every payday, he headed for Harlem, reveling in the blackness and the color, the music and the swirling street patterns, the conked hair and zoot suits, the pointy-toed shoes and swinging watch chains, and people, people, people everywhere, people with skin like his. As winter came on and the icy salt spray that so often made his father arrive home with icicles in his hair began to split the skin on his own fingers and freeze the flesh of his nose, Daddy made up his mind to look for work in the city. On Chambers Street in New York, he handed over five dollars to a straw boss and in return was awarded a job in a commercial laundry, wringing the water out of sheets. Pretty soon the guy told me, Look, you're a hard worker, Donald. But you're too light for the work. I felt bad that he fired me. I was living at the Y, and just about that time, my mother sent a detective to get me. I told the detective I was almost 15 years old, and he said, Still in all, you're too young to be off in the city by yourself. And he rode me back home. But as soon as the fare and a little something extra jingled in Daddy's pocket, he was back on the New York bus. This time he brought a job as a porter at the Teresa, the biggest and finest hotel in Harlem. And from this space, he swaggered forth nightly in pursuit of his twin passions, jazz and jitterbuggin'. On a night when Coleman Hawkins was playing at the Savoy Ballroom, he eyed the girls without partners lined up against the walls and singled out one with high cheekbones. Mommy always picked up the story at this point. This skinny little kid comes over and asks me to dance. I thought to myself I was crazy to give him the time of day, but okay. And wow, did he turn out to be a dancer. We jitterbug like you wouldn't believe. Up, down, in, out, over the shoulder, through the legs. Oh, what a great time that was. (laughs) Between sets, Daddy discovered that Mommy was also at the Teresa Hotel working as a chambermaid. Her name was Etasker Francis Edmonds, and she too had dropped out of school that past fall. Etasker, however, had left school with passionate regret and much further along than the 10th grade. She had completed three years at Bluefield State Teachers College in West Virginia, where she had grown up, one of 13 children of a coal miner who stretched his pay by growing potatoes and raising chickens, rabbits, and pigs. A self-ordained Baptist minister, her father lined up all the children every evening when he returned from the mine and whipped them, contending that each had more than likely done something wrong during the day when he hadn't been there to see it. The younger children tended to the farm chores, while the older boys followed their father into the mines. As for the older girls, since there wasn't enough land to make it worthwhile to keep them home to farm, they were expected to marry and leave or find work and leave. When a tasker did neither,